podcasting from Nashville, Tennessee. This is Keep Asking, the podcast that helps you dig deeper and wider into the research providing insights into today's church and culture. I'm here today with my colleague Scott McConnell and Casey Oliver to talk about American views and theology and how those views, uh, what we're seeing over uh, three different times of surveying Americans on this. Welcome back, guys. Good to be here. Yep. Scott, I know we've probably told folks uh, before about this partnership, but uh, would you let our listeners know about our partner and our client and what we're doing with this study? We've worked with Ligonier Ministries uh, three times now, asking Americans about their views on theology, uh, asking, uh, offering American statements, uh, some of them biblical statements, some of them heretical statements, and just seeing where Americans fall on each one. And uh, one of the beautiful things across three different surveys over the last four years is uh, that we can look to see if things are moving. And that's kind of what we'd like to talk about today are are some of the questions that we've asked uh, two or three times now and to see if we're seeing any differences as far as Americans uh, believing something a little different than they did two or four years ago. Well, I believe to kick it off, Casey is going to let us know the moral state of Americans. He's going to kind of sum it up for us. Yeah, so a couple of places we've seen movement, um, 52% of Americans agreeing that abortion is a sin. Uh, That's slightly higher than in 2016, where it was 49%. Uh, We also have 51% agreeing that sex outside of traditional marriage is a sin, which um, 49 years, uh, uh, two years, yeah, 49 years ago, we weren't asking that. Uh, It was at 49% as opposed to 51% two years ago. Um, And we asked a similar question four years ago, and it was at 48%. Um, so, so we've seen some movement in both of those questions. So both of those are moving kind of toward a more biblical view of, uh, uh, of the morality of, of abortion, the morality of uh, 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 sex outside of marriage. Um, and, and yet those are pretty small differences, 2 3% um, over, over the course of a couple of years. Uh, how can we know that that's real movement versus uh, just noise? Yeah, and, and actually for most surveys we do that this would be definitely pretty squarely in the noise uh, section if, if we're talking about, you know, a gap between two surveys of, you know, two two or three percent. Um, the one thing with, with this per- this particular study that we've been doing is that we have a sample size of 3,000 for each of these years, um, so that, that, that larger sample size equates to, to having greater precision, so we can say we're, you know, we're really certain about this number that's 51, it might be 50 or it might be 52, but it's not 55 or 56, which is potentially, you know, for other surveys we do sometimes in the realm of possibility of plausible values for it. And so so that greater precision allows us to, to say, to track movement that might be pretty small within the, the population as a whole. So we can have, we can have confidence that that movement is real movement. I, I, I do think that one of the things we look for is is – when we see movement a couple of times uh, on a longitudinal survey, um, you know that gives us more confidence that that's real movement. Because we did, we did have a couple of questions that we've kind of seen numbers on both sides of the average. Yep. Um, and 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 that's that noise. That's that. Uh, it, you know. But um, you know th- those two are, are are questions that are kind of moving um, in, in just a very slightly uh, you know in a more biblical direction. 
Um, and, and speaking of biblical, uh, you know, we saw we saw movement on several of the questions uh, about the Bible itself. Yeah, so um, an interesting maybe movement in different directions. We had a 53% agreeing that the Bible has the authority to tell us what we must do. That's higher than in 2016 when it was at 50%, in 2014 when it was at 49 So we've jumped from 49 four years ago up to 53% now, affirming the authority of Scripture. At the same time, we also have um, 50... Oh, nope, just lost my number here. Uh, we have 50%, so exactly half agreeing the Bible is 100% accurate in all that it teaches, and that's higher than 2016 at 47%, 2014, 43%, so that number's increased as well. And so if I just stopped there, that would sound like we were just saying, okay, great, people are, are you know growing in more and more in terms of affirming the accuracy and authority of the Bible. But at the same time, we're seeing 47% agreeing this in this year's study that the Bible, like all sacred writings, contains helpful accounts of ancient myths but is not literally true. And this is higher than in both 2016 when it was at 44% and in 2014 when it was at 41%. So that's gone from 41% to 47%. So so again, these are these are it's kind of tricky to think about the fact that we're seeing these trends simultaneously of, of more people saying that the Bible is a myth at the same time that more people are saying that it's 100% accurate. And authoritative, and yet that 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 real dichotomy there of either you're believing the Bible or you're not, mm-hmm. you know, seems to, sh- to to shine through on other questions we ask on this survey, and we see it elsewhere on other surveys that Americans are very split down the middle, yeah. and and we see that, you know, it's not surprising that the two moral questions we mentioned earlier about abortion and sex outside of marriage um, are 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 almost fifty fifty splits as well, and and so. You know these beliefs about whether the Bible has authority in our lives and whether it's true, um, or whether it's just a good book, um, are 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 really telling. Yeah, and and I think it's interesting to sort of see, um, you know, is that is that a sort of hardening of viewpoints there that you know people who people who aren't saying this is a hundred percent accurate are now saying it's it's not literally true. You know, there, you can imagine sort of an in between of that where people maybe believe. You know, it's a it's a historical document, but maybe it's not 100% accurate. It's reliable, but not authoritative. You know, you could you can imagine people in that viewpoint, and it seems like we have less and less people who are in that viewpoint, and, and we kind of have more, like you said, it's almost 50-50 on all three of these. Um, and I'm sure that there are some people who are affirming some things that if you really stop, that they're slightly contradictory. Um, but I but I think that. A larger, you know, a, a more coherent explanation for this trend is the fact that we've got, you know, fewer people who are in that. I think the Bible's a really helpful and good book, and historical book, reliable, but not necessarily all the way to, you know, inerrancy. Maybe um, was that your thoughts on any of this? Well, I'm just I'm kind of stuck on the 53% agreeing the Bible has the authority to tell us what to do, not even the movement over the years, but just 53% saying that. And yet 60% agree religious belief is a matter of personal opinion. It is not about objective truth. I guess I just don't know how to reconcile that overlap there. Yeah. And I mean, the only, if, if I'm really trying to think through how could somebody logically affirm both of those things, um, you know, in terms of wordplay here, I think maybe the we is one thing I could go with, you know, like the authority to tell we, well, who, who is we in this particular instance? Is it all Americans or is it Christians or people who are firm, you know, are, are in this, you know, 
our, our trust in Jesus, like maybe, oh, maybe, okay. you know, may, maybe that. Um, but again, I think there's also people who are just going to affirm some things. And then, you know, if, if you really stopped and asked, well, that sounds good. And that sounds good. And you, you know, you really probably get to that place where um, some people are just holding contradictory beliefs in their head simultaneously. And that's not probably all that uncommon in, in the theology space. And I feel like there are probably, probably places where I'm doing that too. And, you know, it's just harder to, you know, I mean, you know, these the, the ones we're laying out here are pretty straightforward Christian doctrine a lot of times to the point where if somebody's really engaging the word, they're they're you know, they're not gonna say, Well, the Bible doesn't have any authority authority over me, but um there there are other spaces too where you can at least see tensions, I guess. For a church leader, I think I think that's an important thing to be thinking through and and to have in mind that that those people were teaching uh, including ourselves, as as we're studying scripture, uh, we hold contradictory beliefs, mm-hmm. and the you know our goal as, as 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 Bible teachers is is to find those those er- those errors in our thinking and and things that we're forgetting and things that uh, we don't fully understand about God, and and the. And teaching the truth, and 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 so as we as we slowly reconcile uh, those, um, you know, we're becoming more and more like Christ um, in, in that process. Because if it was all about just wanting to, you know, then most, you know, then then a lot, at least those who attend church at all, you know, we we'd all be there. You know, you know, we want to 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 understand the truth and want want to uh, to be a follower of Christ. Um, but it actually takes effort and it, and it takes a willingness, uh, to, to take away the things I believe, uh, and that I've created in my own mind to actually want to know God for who he really is. Yeah. And, and I guess even those, again, thinking about, okay, well, I'm affirming this thing and it seems contradictory to this other thing. Sometimes not everyone's made that step. You know, sometimes it's an implication or application of okay, this first truth. What does this mean? Um, you know, in this other space, and and maybe maybe they've never asked that question. Even you know, they, they're saying okay, well that sounds you know that's true, or I see somewhere in the Bible that tells me that's true, or this is something I believe. And it's a core conviction of mine. But then, you know, to to take that next step of okay, well what is that? How does that speak into this other topic or you know other issue? Yeah, Casey, I think that uh, ties in. I was simplifying it and trying to think of the some of the nuance of, you know, it, just in a family, parents, a, a child could think, could could acknowledge parents having authority, but, um, uh, you know, a parents having authority in the family, but how often do they let personal opinion drive behavior? as opposed to just the bottom line of parental authority. Sorry if I'm staying, I'm just kind of stuck on that. I apologize. No, yeah. I but, think it's, I mean, it's... Um... And, and, and honestly, it's kind of a fun exercise to look through the whole survey, looking for things like that, 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 that there's probably, you know, one out of 10 Americans, maybe one out of 10 churchgoers that, that has a contradiction like that. You know, we see that more than six out of 10 Americans believe there will be a time that Jesus Christ returns to judge all the people who have lived. And so we actually have more people believing that God's go- that Jesus is going to judge us than believing that the Bible has authority. And so it's like, well, what measure do you think he's going to judge us with? And, and, and so to, 
to know that we can actually teach folks that we can know that ahead of time instead of being surprised. I mean, you know, there's there definitely plenty of people have gone through tests in school and be like, yeah, the teacher's going to get me and I don't know how they're going to get me on this test. And it's like, no, you can know the standard ahead of time. You know what the test looks like and it's in the word of God. Um, we don't have to be surprised at the judgment seat of Christ, what, what the standard is. I took a pop Latin yeah. test one time where I uh, forgot that I had a test and just showed up and uh, that didn't go very well. <laughs> so I would not want to be in that position in an, in an eternal sense. So yeah, absolutely. So to be, to be prepared and to having, having been prepared by God for, for, you know, what, what our standard is to live up to. So jumping back to what we had talked about in a previous podcast about um, church worship services needing to be entertaining if they're going to be effective, you know, what, uh, you know, American views on that from the same study, just as what we're talking about here, the, I think there, a great argument can be made for um, the effectiveness of teaching, you know, teaching theology, teaching a, a comprehensive, cohesive, um, theology across the board that can have some effectiveness because we see you know if people don't have that then they're jumping all over the place and so i know that's jumping from worship to what people understand and believe but um you know if they don't have you know i, I don't want to say systematic theology but if 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 your belief over here doesn't connect with your beliefs over there in any logical way at all um it's hard to make decisions and move through life you know, letting those have an impact. And, and our relationship with God is going to be, you know, limited because we're not really understanding who he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm one of those people that really struggles when I don't have a, uh, a clarity, you know, about, you know, what, either what I believe or what, what I think is, is correct in some situation. And you know, I just like sound it sort of that logical, you know, okay, there's here's the truth, and from that, you know, here are some implications of that. And from that, you know, and, and we obviously we don't always have that down to the detail that we would like in every circumstance, um, but um, but I still think it's helpful in, in the areas where where we've been given clarity um, from the Bible. That let's let's take advantage of that and actually you know walk walk in that clarity a lot of, you know through through doctrinal studies and you know even even if it's like you said, maybe not to the step of systematic theology, even just having a biblical theology to be able to say, well, this is what the Bible says on this, and, and that helps me think through it, you know, and, and know where to stand on it. Um, I think some people kind of have, have some, some places where, you know, we're, we're just kind of walking around without that clarity unnecessarily. Great discussion, guys. And thanks, everyone, for listening. If you have any questions, please tweet to us at smcon at Steph Guy Casey and at Lizette Tweets. Join us next time for another edition of Keep Asking. Keep asking, learn more, do better.